welcome back for the second half of the MLB 2022 season here at Cork Stats. Powered by the Mayo Media Net and presented by Jock Market, the daily fantasy app where you make money. Download the app for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. I hope everyone had a wonderful break, disconnected, enjoyed the All-Star game, did all types of stuff. I have a pounding headache from hanging out with my family for the past four days doing amusement parks and zoos and all that good stuff that we get into. I actually do not really care for the All-Star game. I know, I'm sorry. I'd be one of those players that graciously declined. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 14 weeks. When you get a chance to unplug, it's for a reason. We're going to come and get it, everybody. Welcome back. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. I'm going to beg you for a cartoon finger on YouTube in just a little bit after we earn it. Usually, you know, the show is very regimented with the three pillars of profit, daily, DFS, jock market, onto fantasy, then to some bets. Today's a little bit different, of course. The MLB schedule gods handed us a big fat lemon, so I just got to squeeze in. Today's going to be really a bit different. We're going to cover all the stuff, of course, as always, but I'm going to do it game by game. There are six games on the schedule. Two of them are doubleheaders. Just really awful scheduling by MLB. So, of course, whenever there's doubleheaders, lineups might not even be out. The Yankees haven't definitively named their starter. We think it's Tyon and Cole, but they haven't named the order. So, of course, props, totals, all these things are a little mishmashed right now. So, just stick with us. And, of course, you could follow me on Twitter to fill in the gaps as we go through the rest of the day at MLB Moving AVG on the Bird app Last little program note, I hope you were digging the football show. I know I don't always do the best job of promoting it. It is Cork Stats, but on the fantasy football picks and bets on this very same Mayo Media Net channel, I had Ian Harditz from PFF on, and we really chopped it up, hashed it out. It was a really good episode as we transfer over to football. All right, let's get into the baseball thing. Like I said, we're just going to be doing a game-by-game Breakdown, this used to be the style that my original Cork Stats show was. So as I was breaking down, doing my analysis for all the different angles, of course, I was taking notes on the bet. So that's what we're going to do. You see it up here. I have it divvied, like I said, six games. They are divvied three and three early and late. The ones up on the board you see here all happened before 3.30. And then we'll go into the 7 p.m. stuff later on. I know for the audio-only crowd, some people listening on the way home from work. So if you can't act on these, we do have something for you a little bit. So I'm going to leave this graphic up. It's your July 21st first looks. Let's dive on in. This should be a really good one. This is, like I said, it's going to be a little bit different. We got Texas going to Miami, it's the Rangers against those fish from Florida. John Gray against Pablo Lopez. Let's dive in. I think we'll be able to do a quick cap of all these games. It should be pretty cool. I used to do this stuff all the time. 3-7 ERA, 113 whip for John Gray. 6-43 OPS. He's been phenomenal. Every single earn run indicator below 3.75. The K rate over 27. Walk rate right at 7.5. Really, the strikeout basket looking very good. He gets ahead a ton of the time. 62% first strike rate. He induces chase. Is. He keeps the ball down on the ground 43% of the time. And he's keeping the ball in the yard. One home run per nine. John Gray really taking that step forward. And again, I know these are off of my pitching sheet notes. But then I did break out the magnifying glass. John Gray has been excellent as of late. 
Last seven games out, 206 ERA, 0.94 whip, a 30% K rate to only 5% walk. Jumping off the page. The only hole in the game here for Gray would be the fastball to lefties. He has a 500 expected slug on the year and two home runs. Not that he's been bad at all, but again, only six games. We're looking for every little bit that we can find. So I'd probably be looking at Jesus Sanchez. Last 30 days against fastballs, 54 hard hit, 23 barrel. That's kind of really how he creams his cheese. Nearly 400 ex-woba. The reason I have that circled is his total base prop is at one half of a base at minus 120. That's just about as palatable as it can get. He should be batting in the top four. I think these algorithms are based off batting average. Again, we're getting a little bit more granular here. And if you're into the daily stuff and playing jock market, I also had Garrett Cooper circled, of course. Pre- um, offense, I expect to be really at a premium, especially in this game. It's going to be kind of hard to find let's get over to the other side Pablo Lopez right he does kind of have the ace profile 286 ERA 107 whip I mean really nothing wrong there OPS again at 655 all his earn run indicators down around three and a half or below 24k to seven and a half walk the strikeout basket maybe not as strong for the K minus walk bin right 16 and a half K minus walk compared to Gray's nearly 20 on the year but Pablo Lopez's the rest of that disciplinary basket is extremely strong the swing strike rate over 13 the whiff rate over 29 and if you're looking at these contact metrics the heart percentage that center box down around 20 percent paired with the 60 percent first strike rate so he's getting ahead avoiding the middle of the zone induces chases and he can beat you in the zone as well 83 percent in zone contact rate for lopez on the year has been very very good keeping the ball down we know 47 percent ground ball rate how about less than a home run per nine but a two percent blast rate really responsible for that and he's been a boss at home 235 ERA at home on the year. So again, I did mention the ace profile, but 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 the big shaking butt if there is one, again, offense gonna be at a premium. Five earned runs or more, two of his last six times out, three walks of war in three of those last six, and he's maxed out at six strikeouts in that span, missing middle middle in to lefties with the cutter, 516 expected slug on the year, three home runs. The fastball, the change, and the cutter each have two home runs to lefty um the lefties. Texas looking really good against righties, right? So Lopez has struggled against lefties. One thing that the Texas do is hit them pretty well. Seager, last 30 days, we know he's been on fire. 81 plate appearances against righties. 51% hard hit, 11 barrel, 421 expected Woba. The triple slash, our triple slash, remember, average ISO OPS, because we're going to be looking at total base props. We want to make sure we don't get misled by OPS, which includes walk rate. 311 batting average, 216 ISO, 908 OPS. And one more bit of detail, right, as far as analysis and process goes when we're looking at total base props, we do not want a lot of walks. And Seager does not do that to walk right into single digits, right? He doesn't strike out, but he also doesn't walk. I know I've mentioned K's are good. K's are not good, but we want an aggressive hitter. That's something that we do want, something that we can get behind. Four home runs last 30 days for Seager against righties. Got to be looking at the total base prop at plus 
120. I don't have that on the board. I ran out of room. But again, I will be posting all these things, I think, on Patreon as well. That is free. Don't worry about Patreon. It just is a good placement to host all this stuff. Oh, and then you'll see why. My last note is that I prefer the Texas F5ML plus 110. I think we have the edge on both sides. Maybe offense not very good. I know I highlighted Sanchez, but we're looking for a single. You know what I mean? That's not really enough to tip the entire scale. Oh, I did have one more. Miami Marlins. They are a K machine. I circled that. Miami on the year. Really bad. 23 K rate on the year. The walk rate down at 6.5, but the chase rate up over 34. One of the worst in the league. When you zoom in last seven, it's not any better. The swing strike rate up near 12. Chase rate up over 34. They strike out a ton. John Gray, really? Right, I mentioned that K rate as of late. He's looked really, really good. I think we might be able to get... On that K prop today for John Gray. Six and a half K's is the line at plus 100. Sorry, I got scrambled there. He has seven or more K's four in a row. So again, don't be thrown off by the amount of bets here. Remember, you could take your amount you were going to bet and just divide it by the number of plays very easily, right? You can get a little bit, then you could fine-tune it if you'd like to make sure you come up with profitable ventures. That's another story for another day. But again, if you have... 10 bucks to bet here. Don't feel like you generally bet $10. Oh, there's five plays. Johnny's telling me to bet $50. No, we're betting the same amount of daily risk as always. That is at the core of our success is discipline. Divvy that up five ways. So give me Texas F5ML plus 110. Give me John Gray over the six and a half Ks plus 100. If you want to get even cuter, I really like the Corey Seager total base prop plus 110. 20. So that'll do it. Let's get up into the second game. See how we're going. So that's how we're going to do that one today. We're going to try and get through all these games individually. Look at them through all the individual lenses. Jock market. Not sure. Really going to be looking there. Although I, I guess we have to circle Sieg or again anybody that kind of rings on the model. Maybe we just have to chase a bit. I don't know if I want to go that far, but I won't be going after Sanchez. I'll tell you that much. Corey Seager, I think we do need to get up with. Again, we always want to take guys up to that triple nickel, 555. Again, brevity being at the center of it. Um, Jock market's very fast moving. Again, why I like it. Also, because it's it's a problem solving exercise. You can't just say, I like player X and DraftKings, and you fill it out while you're smoking or doing something else. In Jock market, you have to know when to pull the cord, right? When we want to get on a player, and if he's cheap, add, and if he's not too expensive, whether we want to reduce the share amount or bail altogether. So, again, the reason why we make money in Jock market, because it's incremental, because you have to be smart to do so. Then it's the Yankees have the Astros, again, I mentioned the Yankees didn't name the starters definitively. I do believe it will be Tyon and Cole. They have not mentioned the order. So the F5 lines are not up. The action lines are up. I checked quite a few websites. I got some confirmation on that Tyon play. So let's take a look at that. I'm going to assume Tyon in the first game. If you want to wait to react, that, of course, is fine. You know, today's kind of a special case. Tomorrow we'll go back to everything. Should be back to the regimented again. Tyon has been okay, right? 386 ERA, 113 whip, 731 OPS. Again, nothing that we'd really look to shy away from. Earn run indicators really creeping up around four. The K rate down to 20%. Now, that could be an issue, especially with a team like Houston. Why? Because we know we're going to be getting contact, right? Tyon's in-zone contact rate up over 88 because he doesn't induce a lot of whiffs. That number is down at 23. Houston, not usually the team you want to be playing around with when it comes to contact. And in particular, Tyon has struggled against lefties, right? So year-to-date, 330 WOBA against 
Lefties, four, 78, slugging, and eight, shamalama ding-dongs. The problem has been that fastball change combination that he likes to use so much has a 480 X-slug min, right, for each pitch. And they each have three or more home runs. I think it's three and four, respectively. So whenever you're going up against the Astros and a pitcher that's struggling against lefties, you look for Jordan first. I'm not sure if he's going to be back. If he is going to be back, you just get Jordan. His name is not on the total base props list. If he is in the lineup, you're probably going to just smash that. The reason I mention that is because I do have Kyle Tucker up. If Kyle Tucker gets bumped to the back of the order with Jordan up, we're going to have to swap this for total bases. I generally don't take total base plays with hitters in the back third. For whatever reason, Kyle Tucker always finds himself batting sixth or seventh. He'd be my number two, three, or four hitter, but that's just me. So, okay, remember, keep that stuff in mind. Tyon struggling against lefties. Tucker doing the thing. Last 30 days, 58 plate appearances against righties. Triple slash, 300, 300, 10, 10, OPS. So 300 batting average, but 300 ISO. Remember, ISO is a measure of extra base hits. So it's a 30% extra base hit rate. We're looking for three at bats. Hopefully he'll get it done. 53 hard hit, 16 barrel in that span with a 442 expected Woba and four home runs. So of course, again, we want to be looking at that total base prop that I have posted, but I do have starred moving up in the order. I also got a ring on the Houston money line. But it's minus 120. I expect it to continue to move. Maybe not too far. But the big problem is going up against the Yankees, right? That is always a major issue. Christian Javier has been phenomenal. 600 OPS on the year. His earn run indicators are below 3. 35% K rate on the year. 26 K minus walk. He does put the ball in the air a lot. But a lot of those are infield flies. He does reduce blast rate which is why you've seen the sub one home run. So remember, not all fly balls are created equal, right? 59% fly ball rate. You might be thinking home run issue, not the case. Let's dive into the second, the third game, I'm sorry, the first end of the Detroit-Oakland doubleheader. It's Tariq Skubal against Zach Loeb. Now, I did like Tariq Skubal, but it's been a tale of two halves for him. If you have been following his work, First 11 times out, 11 games, right? Nice sample right there. Looking pretty good. We thought maybe he'd turn a corner from the young buck with the strikeout upside. 2-3-3 ERA, .94 whip, 28% K to 4% walk. Half of a home run per nine. Hachi, Machi, Liberace, loving every bit of that. And then, oh, we just kind of went in the tank. Now, he did go and check it out. The is good. Pitch mix looks okay. But last seven times out, 7-5 ERA, 1-7 whip, 20% K to 9% walk, right? You see the K minus walk start to shift. And the home run rate quadruple from 0.4 to 1.6. Like I said, the velo is good, but the fastball has not been 560 X log and four home runs to righties. Two earned runs or more in eight straight. Right, so I think, is that what I have up on board? Yes, it's, oh, no. Okay, so want to stop there really quick. This one did get bumped off. I'll be mentioning this Expect it on the Patreon sheet as well. The Oakland first five team total is at 1.5 and plus money. I know it's not great to look for Oakland offense, but plus money, two runs against Scooble has been good. I think you can get with it. The reason I replaced it is because of the other side of this equation. Because Logue has also been pretty 
pretty bad. Let's check it out. 516 ERA, 145 whip, OPS over 870 on the year. Earn run indicators are all up near five and a half. FIP up near six. PCRA at six. Deserved ERA over five and a half. 17% K to 8% walk is a single digit K minus walk, a major problem. Single digit swinging strike rate, major problem. 44% first strike rate, major problem. 28% chase rate, major problem. 57% fly ball rate, major problem. When the hard hit rate's over 44 with the 13% barrel explaining the two home runs per nine. So Logue, a bit of a gas can thus far. Righties having their way with him, nearly 900 OPS. They've hit six of the seven home runs. It's fastball, cutter, and changeup have a 550 expected slug and a maximum 27 whiff, right? So there's that pairing of advanced statistics. It's not just contact. There's a lack of whiffs as well. Pretty bad combination. Javi Baez doing the thing against righties last 30 days, last 36 plate, I'm sorry, last 40 plate appearances, excuse me. The hard hit rate up near 50, bow rate over 21, 17% blast, right? Blast being the ideal subset of barrels, exactly what we're looking for. 466 expected Woba in that time frame, 343, 429, 1100, triple slash, so 43% extra base rate he's going off at plus 105 should be batting second we love every bit of that so give us the Baez game one right make sure it's game one you're not going up against Frankie Montas tonight over one and a half bases plus 105 and then give us the Oakland and Detroit game one f5 over 3.5 that's way too low I mean way 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 too low at least a half a run too low well this one should be four by the time we open so if you don't want to rely on Oakland, which I really understand is why I gave up a little bit of price to get some exposure to the Tigers. The Tiger F5 team totals also 1.5, but that one's at minus 140. I just won't pay that. So I think they both go over. Give me the minus 110 with the Baez total base prop. Boom. So that'll do it for the first half of the day. Give us Texas F5 money line. John Gray over six and a half Ks. Kyle Tucker over one and a half total bases if he's batting fourth or earlier. We're really looking for Jordan Alvarez. I didn't see anything definitive yet. He's coming off the IL. He might not play game one. He may play game two, right? So these are the things we have to be looking for. Again, why you want to be hanging out with us, rolling with the Mayo media net. And I think that earned the cartoon finger. Put your cartoon finger inside us. Rate, review, and subscribe. Press that little thumbs up button. Get up in the comments. Let Mr. Mayo know how good of a job we're doing over here and how much fun we're having, how much we're learning, and how much you've been able to apply these things. And I know for a fact there are quite a few of you out there taking this work, expanding on it, applying on it, applying it, I should say. I absolutely love all of it. I really do appreciate the feedback, the DMs, and you know I'm trying to get to every single one of them. You women and men out there mean very, very much to me. And without you, I'm just some fat dude screaming at his computer, baseball stats and numbers. So, okay, that's the first set right there. I think we're going to do pretty good. Just remember to remember the context. And then Oakland, Detroit, probably everything over. That's what we'll be looking for. it. I don't think I mentioned Ramon Laureano. That was one thing I did want to mention. He has crushed lefties. He was at the basis of that Team total, last 70 plate appearances, 298, 211, 937. The ISO a bit low, 211, but Loreano should be leading off or batting second, 20% bow rate, nearly 400 x wall against lefties. He's been hot to death. So it can give us that set. If you 
are listening to this later in the day, don't worry, we got you. We'll still catch it at the window as we move over into the PM bets. Now, that's kind of why I was a few minutes late today. I had to come up with some new graphics. Again, you know, we really never want to be thought of as those who just go through the motions. It really means a lot to me to be thought of as the grinder. I'm the hustler. And I've kind of made my bones. And even, you know, listen, I've gotten somewhere, right? But it's never enough for me. And I think that's a part of this game as well. I often say being able to model and pick winners is probably my fifth or sixth best trait as a handicapper, right? I don't pretend to be able to know how to predict the future. I am extremely good at drawing up stringent processes and then having the discipline to follow them in particular during downtrends anybody can be a good handicapper when they win show me the good handicapper when they lose and generally the way that you'll know is when they are able to survive because most handicappers get destroyed in their first wheel downturn not understanding road to ruin us unfortunately we did have a losing half at the mlb moving averages trading desk these things do happen but of course it was only a few units a few percentage points because as i was losing i decelerate risk rather than lean into the losing we reset we're back at it and i think we're gonna have a monster second half again if you missed a lot of these bets we had a lot of missed on one run games we lost on a lot of errors we were, listen blah, blah 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 these things happen we're not worried about outputs at all let's dive into the second half you'll see up on the screen for the audio only listeners your pm bets all right so remember it's a double header yankees houston there's just nothing up the expectation is garrett cole and luis garcia the only thing i had that jumped off the page is the yankees were listed at one and a half runs through five i would take that against sandy koufax the only problem was the juice was like minus 145 minus 150 so i think right now i'd probably be leaning on the wall on that one not really interested going up against cole or garcia for that matter and again double headers lineups can be wonky and bullpen usage right we don't know how the game is going to play out if it becomes a bullpen game game number one guys you saw in the first game you might not see in the second game just keep that stuff in mind. There's a reason why I have generally avoided double headers, in particular the second one. Right now, we may get information that has us wanting to pull the trigger. That's another story. It's not flip flopping with more data, right? It's only being reactive without the data. So that's what we're trying to avoid. So that first Yankee Houston game, I think we're just going to let that one go. There's no lines out, no lineups, etc. All right, let's dive into the next one. It's Again, Los Tigres from Detroit Rock City up against those elephants balancing on beach balls. Garrett Hill against Frankie Montas. Let's take a look at Hill first. He only has two career games started. He went six innings, gave up none against Cleveland. Went five innings, gave up six against the Pale Hose. He got smoked. He has a very impressive minor league track record, right? So I, I'm not just going to look at 11 innings. Oh my God, we're going up against guy because he got beat up once. This, obviously, it's not how I roll. But. He does have a very impressive minor league track record, which means we want to circle it. The thing that I believe gets people in trouble is when they think that's going to immediately carry over, right? As we've seen, even guys like Scooble, who has experience, is still going to go through these waves. I generally look to attack young pitchers that have struggled to start. When they show us a turnaround, then we can get back on it. I think of Reed Detmers, right? I really liked him coming in. 
he kind of stunk a little bit. We made a bunch of money betting against him. He got demoted. He came back. He dunked in our face. Now we kind of back him. Right? So, again, just don't look for linear prospect growth. Garrett Hill, it's been a rough go. Again, not looking to overreact to the 11 innings. What we do want to look at is the fastball. Right? So, these are the true kind of granular details that separate us from the pack. I mean, I, I don't just mean almost like up to the professional level. I mean, and that's really what means the world to me. So let's get into this fastball and the things that you're not going to get anywhere else. You only get here for free on a Mayo Media Net. So the four-seam fastball coming in at 37% use. Keep that in mind, right? So it's a hyper-use pitch. 91 mile an hour, right? So that's kind of a red flag. Not going to dominate with the velocity. 17 inches of vertical movement. That's also really bad, okay? I understand I could throw the number at you, but we want to keep an, keep an eye on these. We want a fastball as flat as possible as far as vertical movement because steep angle in means steep angle out. Steep fastballs end up in the seats. Not necessarily if they have a ton of run, Right, left, right is arm side run. Up, down is ride. Roller coaster ride. Had to have Rob DiPietro. I'll never forget that one. My boy has corrected me like three times and he said, hey, just remember it this way. And it worked. You know, again, I have mental blocks like everyone else. Had to have to my boy Rob, super sharp fantasy guy, basically sharpest tool in the shed. Let's get back up the hill and the fastball, right? So the steep fastball, 17, is as bad as it gets. The run is pretty good at right around 10 but the steepness of the fastball with the lack of velocity is a major issue and we saw that manifest in these games has a 600 expected slug and a 919 ops against lefties so again he's really having trouble leaving it out over against lefties there are a few characteristics to this fastball that have me worried and i think we can go after it now you're not going to find a lot of love in the oakland statistical bin they're not very good but when we get into this granular pitch analysis that really has been kind of beneficial for us and i think it also opens the door to some leverage right some ownership leverage in dfs and i think that's where there's a real kind of overlap here for jock market especially also oakland a's will be low owned in other words cheap in jock market because people are looking at last 14 and last 30 and i understand what they're looking at but we're going to kind of pop the hood and when we saw remember right the hyper use fastball we're going to get fastball so we want to look at the fastball hitters on oakland it's seth brown year to date against right-handed fastballs i'm not going to give you small samples when it comes to individual pitches 56 hard hit 16 barrel 440 expected woba five ding dongs and also sky bolt year to day i actually have him on some drafted whole teams he had some pop and some speed they didn't know they thought maybe he was a busted prospect quad a kind of guy he's looked pretty good as of late he's very good against fastball 64 hard hit 14 barrel 534 expected woba remember he's got wheels as well and they're going up against Frankie Montas who has been ridiculous 326 ERA 109 whip OPS below 630 we know he's a goat whenever he's healthy fastball up over 96 checking that box with the walk rate down below six checking that box 20% K minus walk checking that box I mean he's just excellent because he induces chases but also keeps the ball down at 47% ground ball rate manifest in the very low one home run per nine he really has been very very good against both handed hitters neither side hitters have a better than 280 woba against frankie montas we call that split proof so actually give me the a's to cover the run line it's the first time we went after this all year plus 145 holy cow man the money line is at minus 155 which is generally what we'd want to be looking for with a bad team like the a's not trying to be greedy and 
cover. However, but, 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 big shaken butt like garden hose and soapy water shaken butt, Fetty Wap shaken butt, plus 145. They're giving us 100 bucks for the run. Dial down the risk and take the odds, people. See, that's the answer to that question. I know people are tempted to pay up for juice. We are not those, okay? Those are bad handicappers. I if you get that from somebody, challenge them as to how they've understood that the probability of the win equals the $100 in cost when you could just dial down the risk. I'm sorry, I just can't get there. I just can't get there from a methodological standpoint. We then have to get into our own models creating edge. I don't assume edge. I believe these games are closer to 50-50 once the first pitch is thrown. So, okay, there's like 17 and a half lessons at once. Give me Oakland game two. Remember everybody, game two to cover the run line at plus 140 notice all the bets we post are plus money we don't care about win percentage if we're betting plus money and we hit 50% win rate guarantee me a 50% win rate I'll guarantee you we made money because we don't bet those favorites okay let's get into the last game should be a good one this one is mispriced and I believe it will move in our um favor if we hit it now right so away from us if we're going to wait. So I think we want to be acting early on this one. It's the Giants up against the Trolley Dodgers from Hollywood. Always up to no good. Carlos Rodon against Mitch White. Carlos Rodon, like every bit of Cy Young right now. 2.66 ERA, 1.11 whip, 5.76 OPS. His FIP deserved ERA are below 3. 23% K minus walk, 31% CSW. He has been nothing short of of phenomenal just absolutely phenomenal hard hit rate 27 percent on fangirls just ridiculously good five percent barrel two percent blast one third of a home run per nine he has just been excellent excellent dominating lefties with the left hand side but a sub 600 ops to righties as well he's been excellent at home excellent on the road we know when rodone is healthy he is a boss people are afraid of the dodger offense with good reason but they're rolling out mitch white 4-2 era 1-3 whip 700 ops i think the real issue here is going to be the lack of strikeouts at 21 percent the lack of whiffs at 22 percent he lives in the middle of the zone doesn't get enough strikes doesn't get enough chases and that leads to contact right the in-zone contact right for mitch white over 88 generally where we start to look for you know that right 88 percent contact rate he's gonna have to come in the zone because he does have that nine percent walk rate so he's gonna have to be careful if he falls behind we'll see him come in challenging those giants where i really do believe that we'll have the edge we're looking at brandon belt last 40 plate appearances against righties 361 306 10 92 the bears the better than 30 percent iso 23 barrel 19 blast better than 400 x woba for brandon belt i think he had the half base posted i really can't get down with those but those that might be the type of juice that i can get down with because i just believe those are mispriced i believe that is going to move again like it's a little bit different for me the model is so far over i have a hit for one and a half total bases i just don't know why belt would ever be 0.5 i they must have appearance i don't know what's into these formulas sometimes i think they just throw it at the wall and as soon as the first couple bets come in they just feel fine moving it if you've noticed that our bets have been on front of the line as far as clv all year long so brandon belt and also jock peterson that one i do have listed he should be batting second has crushed right-handed fastballs 
Why do I mention that? Mitch White, 58% use of the fastball to lefties. It's coming in 93 miles an hour with that super steep 16-inch vertical move, but he only has four inches of run. His fastball is as bad as you'll see from a underpinning statistical point of view. He has going to continue to struggle against lefties, and I believe he'll be punished. We're looking at Belt. We're looking at Jock. Jock, fastballs, righties on the year, 85 contacts, 64 hard hit, 283 ISO, 14 barrel, and 4 home runs. So give me a couple of plus money bets here. Peterson goes over the total base props, plus 105, and the Giants get it done. The race to 15 outs. I never like to look for wins against the Dodgers, but I do think we got them through 5. We'll take our money back on a push at plus 110 with a clear and distinct pitching edge and that will do it sorry we're pressing up against it gonna have to wrap this one up quick thank you so much for your time and picking up what we're putting down here at cork stats on the fastest show with mlb absolutely anywhere tomorrow we'll be back to the basics doing the three pillars of profit but i thought with the minimal amount of games maybe have a little bit of fun and really dive into a bit more of the handicapping that we get to see that i used to do or a bit more of what goes on behind the curtain before i have to abridge it right and kind of give you these more digestible pieces for you to chew on so man that was pretty awesome and that's the fastest half hour of your day tell me not please download the jock market app we already need some names of a couple guys early and a couple guys late i especially like when those oakland A's ring because nobody's interested in them. There's no reason why Loriano early, you know, can't be good. Brown and both can't be good late. Remember, Baez early. I think we're going to get paid today once more. Ton of plus money bets. Remember, do not over lever. Figure out what you have to bet and then divide backwards. Don't come up with a number and then just start overextending. That's not how we roll here. Okay. It, just because it's a new half, just because we're feeling good, just because we're working hard, and just because we're coming off a nice little run does not mean it's time to be reactive always proactive always disciplined always smart and i'll see you at the cashier window that will do it Woo, baby man press that like button please rate review and subscribe to the pod it means a ton comment on twitter tag patty mayo he loves nothing more than that and remember when you work this hard it feels a lot less like luck baby wow catch you tomorrow bright and early peace